Hey guys, this is Derek. I just want to let you know we're bringing you another episode of The Dog Dial, which is the live radio show that we do here in Athens every Tuesday night at the Wild Cafe and Wingery in Five Points. Uh, our phones were out this week, so it's just me and Bert talking about the bowl game situation and things like that. I hope you guys like it. We're going to join the show already in progress. Old Dog wasn't able to make it over for the show, so it's just me and Bert talking about the bowls. And on that subject, before we go to the show, let me tell you that we will be doing a bowl game pre-game, a preview show where we talk about all the different bowls with an SEC focus, and obviously we'll be doing a Sugar Bowl pregame show where we break down Hawaii and talk about what the dogs are doing in practice and injury reports and all that sort of thing. So stay with the DogCast, guys. We'll be with you all throughout the month of December covering everything you need to know about Bulldog football. Now we join the dog dial from this past Tuesday, December the 4th, already in progress. Last year that he won the Ohio State-Michigan rematch, uh, and, and, and obviously Michigan didn't win their bowl game. You know, if you separate yourself, I'm not going to sit here and complain about playing in the Sugar Bowl. It's a big honor. It's a big payday for the university. It's, a, it's you know, it's a great accomplishment from where Georgia came from. But what I do want to discuss is this BCS system. You know, if this is a system that's in place, uh, you've got you've got five uh, conferences that are affiliated with the BCS program, and you know, uh, let's let's take for instance what they were saying. If you don't win your if you don't win your conference championship, you don't deserve to be in the bowl game. Well, in order to penalize somebody for that, you need to make sure that every conference actually has a championship ball game, which every conference does not. You're sitting there. You got the SEC, the Big Twelve. And uh, the big, not the Big East, but excuse me, the ACC, the Big 12, and the ACC all have a conference championship. So you're essentially taking uh, a, a Georgia team that went 10 and 2. You've got an LSU team that went 10 and 2. If we eliminate that BCS championship end of the year, you've got two ball teams that lost to a 6 and 6 South Carolina team and a 9 and 4 Tennessee team. On their other end, you've got a, a, a LSU team that lost to an unranked Kentucky team and an unranked Arkansas. So if you don't have a championship game, well, who's your champion? You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Missouri got penalized for being able to play in a championship game. If Missouri if Missouri uh, doesn't have a championship game to play in, well, guess what? They're number one in the country and they're playing for the for it all. You know, absolutely. And then you've got Ohio State who plays in the week. Big Ten Conference, the they don't have it. They don't have a championship game, but you're going to promote them because they won their conference due to the fact they don't even play everybody in their conference, but they won their conference due to the fact that they only had one loss. So I, I tell yeah. you, I totally I couldn't agree with you more. And the thing with Ohio State, the th- you know, the thing that bugs me, you know, I'm not going to tell you that. I mean, I'm disappointed that Georgia's not going to get to play for a national championship. Uh-huh. I understand there's a lot of teams with. A lot of you know a lot of stories. There's right. a lot, everybody's got a claim. I right. understand that, and you know, frankly, you know, maybe it wasn't our year. But what bugs me is the way that it's so arbitrary. You mm-hmm. know, they they were fine with us being three and four last week, mm-hmm. but then when one and two loses, you know, ten, eleven weeks of the year, that's good enough to move three and four up. Right. You know, any other week of the year, three and four would move up. Yeah. But they don't like that matchup. So three gets an automatic move up, even though, as you said, Ohio State didn't play a single top 20 team all year. They haven't beat one top 20 team, and they're just, you know, assumed. They're the automatic move yeah. up. But Georgia, we don't like them, so we're yeah. going to take a number seven and put them at two. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It, you can't. It's so arbitrary. They, they just made it what they wanted it to be. Exactly. And and when they had an opportunity, BCS had an opportunity. You know, if you get the fact if you're a Georgia fan out there, if you get the fact that Georgia didn't get in the national championship, if you get all that stuff, they had an opportunity still, even in this messed up system that they have, which is really no different than the system we had before they put the BCS in. Right. It's the really, computers have been taken out. Of yeah. It, I mean, it's much. really no. It's really not a different system. It's based on what the media is based on what the, you know the coach coaches here from the media. It's not, it's so the media drives it all, as we were talking earlier. No doubt. So really what, what, what they had an opportunity to do is they had an opportunity to have LSU and Ohio State play a national championship. Great, okay? You had a chance to have really good bowl games. You had a chance to have Georgia, USC, two of the hottest teams in the country right now, playing in the Rose Bowl. You had a chance to have a Missouri, who's a two-loss team but lost on one team the entire season, have a number six Missouri take on a uh, a, uh, a team like uh, Virginia Tech down in Orange Bowl. Instead, they took a team that Missouri manhandled in Kansas. Sure. And then also, in the, if you want Kansas to play in a bowl game, let them play somebody like Hawaii in the <laughs> Let them play bowl. in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. You know, or yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and then you had an opportunity to put, you know, to put a, a good Oklahoma. You could have put a good Oklahoma team against the USC. Sure. But instead, you take you t- go to tradition and you take a nine and three Illinois team who played in the Big Ten and really hadn't beat anybody, uh, and you put them in the Rose Bowl so you can follow tradition. If you the, the Big 12 and the SEC is really the two conferences that really got the bad end of the deal because they had three quality teams that were ranked in the top ten. SEC had LSU, Georgia, and Florida, and the Big 12 had Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Obviously, Missouri is on the outside looking in, and Florida is on the outside looking in. And that's why if you want to have the best teams in the BCS, if you want to take the top ten football teams to play in the BCS, well, you need to pick the top ten. You don't need to have only only make it where two conferences. You can't make it where two teams from one conference can only play and then not allow any conference to have any players, as in the WAC conference or as in the USA or whatever. I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I tell you, we, we can, we're going to be talking about this all night, dog fans. I hate to tell you that we don't have any phone lines right now, so you're just going to be listening to me and Bert talk about it. Mm. But we have got opinions galore. We're mm. going to be talking about this because, yeah, you're, Kansas got totally hosed. Mm. I mean, I'm not, not, I'm sorry, not Kansas, Missouri. Missouri. Missouri got completely hosed. Oh, yeah. We got hosed with a lose-lose proposition against Hawaii, right. which we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. Um Dog fans, we're going to be here talking about this for the rest of the hour. But the bowl, like you said, take out the fact that we think maybe Georgia should have had a chance or not or whatever mm-hmm. for the national championship. The system is just screwed up. Mm-hmm. We don't have a system. You know, a system says one, two, go out, three, four, move up. That's a system. Mm-hmm. When they make it up as they go, that that's you can't call that a system. Right. So, uh, you know, I was real disappointed with the results. I'm really disappointed to be playing Hawaii, but, you know, I'm happy to be in the Sugar Bowl. Right. So, uh, dog fans, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about this for the next hour. Please stay with us because we'll make you smarter about Georgia football. That's right. We'll be right back mm-hmm. after this. You're listening to The Dog Dial on Alexander Stevens Network. Glory, glory to old Georgia. Dog fans, we are back. You're listening to the Dog Dial coming to you live from Wow Cafe and Wingery right here in Five Points. Me and Burt Jones, we're talking about this bowl game thing. And I, I tell you, I tell you, Burt, before the break, you were talking 
something I was thinking about. You know, is there anybody in America, you were talking about bowl pairings. I think the Big Ten is the most overrated, weakest conference that's represented in the BCS right now. Oh, there's no question about it. And and I think you, you're gonna it's going to be proven when the I, bowl games come I, rolling around We need around it here. to be proven because I'm tired of the Big Ten. Because if, if uh, USC, the way they're playing right now, if they don't put up 70 points on Illinois, I'll be I'll be surprised right there. Maybe not 70, but I guarantee you they'll be it'll be a four touchdown favorite when that game comes rolling around. And then you got Tebow taking on Michigan, Michigan. Oh, down in Florida. You Michigan, know? Michigan, Michigan's a joke. Michigan they're, they're, is absolutely a joke. And and Tebow and I think Florida, if they come prepare, if they're not disappointed about not playing in a BCS game, which they should have, they deserve to play in one. Then uh, I think I think they'll absolutely. They thought Appalachia State gave them a good game. Then they'll uh, they'll absolutely <laughs> probably walk the dog on them there. So, so you you got you got a team in Michigan that gained 91 yards total offense against Ohio State, right. all being bad conditions. Right. They're going to be going against the SEC speed and with Florida's defense and uh, going against. Tebow on offense, mm-hmm. uh, you know Michigan is going to get beat by thirty or forty points. Mm-hmm. Illinois is going to get throttled by Southern Cal, mm-hmm. and then you've got Ohio State going to match up against LSU, a fully healthy LSU mm-hmm. in LSU's backyard. And Ohio State team that's not even as good as the one that played in the national championship last year and got beat by you know thirty five, twenty five, thirty points. Yeah, you know? I mean, so I, I think, I think. Um, I think uh, that uh, if all that happens like we think is going to happen, it'll, it'll make everybody have to look. In mm-hmm. fact, all, the way all this stuff is, is uh, shake, shake, shook out here in the last last uh, little bit, I think it's got everybody. I, you know, I don't know what you do. You, as your fan, you sit here and, you, you know, you gripe and complain about about the system, you know, not, not getting it right. But, uh, you know, uh, they I don't know what the answer is to it. You know, I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you as a Georgia fan. I'm not talking to you as a bitter person who's mad that Georgia didn't play in the national title game. Never once did I really think Georgia was going to play in the national title game. But, you know, a, a Rose Bowl trip would have been good. An Orange Bowl trip would have been good. At playing a team that you actually – have something to gain by beating would have been nice. You know, you got nothing when you when you play Hawaii, a 12-0 Hawaii team, which they're a fine football team. They've got Colt Brennan, the Heisman candidate. He's a fine out. I mean, he's an outstanding football player. He's a great quarterback. I think he'll. I think you'll see him playing on Sundays for many many years. I think he's that good. But it's still Hawaii. It's still the WAC conference, and it's still going to be one of those situations where if Georgia wins it, well. You're supposed to win it, Georgia. You're Georgia. You're from the SEC. You're the big. You're the big. You're team. supposed to kill them. And uh, if they lose, then guess what? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're the. You know, you're not as good as everybody said you we were. We knew you weren't good, we and knew. we knew we were right by holding you out of the national championship. Exactly. And and then it just it just it gives the WAC conference more to trumpet. You know, after something like that. So yeah. Ask Bob Stoops about playing a WAC team in a in a BCS bowl. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But I'll tell you this. In all seriousness, I don't think for a second that Hawaii is as balanced and is they're dangerous, but they're gimmicky. You know, Boise State last year was a very well-balanced, could throw, could run with Ian Johnson. They had Zabransky throwing the ball. Mm -hmm. Very well-balanced team, whereas this Hawaii team that we're facing this year 
is what I consider to be a gimmick offense. You right. know? Now, I'm not telling you they're not dangerous, and I'm not telling you for a second that we shouldn't take them seriously. Right. I'm really telling you the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Because the last time we played a gimmick offense in the Sugar Bowl, mm-hmm. a guy named Steve Slayton ran for, I don't know, 18,000 yards in right. three quarters. Oh, you know? exactly, exactly. And that, and that's been kind of Georgia's history. I don't mean to interrupt you. I mean, Georgia, they've... It's great Georgia's played in the Sugar Bowl. Absolutely. Three out of the last six years. It's wonderful for the university. It's, it's a fantastic. big payday for the athletic department. It is a great, great opportunity for Georgia to get national recognition by doing that. But the teams that Georgia has played in the Sugar Bowl is absolutely a joke almost. You've got Florida State. That was eight. And, that was my senior year. It was an eight and four football team sure. that played in the BCS game. You've got. Uh, You've got uh, uh, West Virginia, who nobody really heard of. Nobody knew da- Steve Slayton and White and all those guys. You man, know, they were we freshmen. were making fun of those kids. Oh, yeah, man. We were totally, were, the fans and the players, totally disrespecting West Virginia. They were the Big East champs, and who cared? It, it, every game has been, Georgia had everything to lose by losing one of those games, and just like this one. Exactly. And, and really nothing to gain. They beat, if they beat West Virginia that year, Guess what? It's the no SEC beat the SEC champ, beat the Big East champ. Big You're deal. Right. Big deal. You know. And same thing this year. Yeah, if SEC, ch- if an SEC three or SEC two or co two or whatever you want to call it, it beats the WAC champion, people are going to be like, no kidding. Yeah. You know. It's the SEC. If we lose, it's exclusively. It's not the conference is going to take the hit. George is going to take the hit. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, you wonder how this happens when you've got uh, Slive, Mike Slive, the commissioner of the SEC, who is, you know, just coincident, he is the head of the BCS this year because it rotates. You wonder how all this could take place. And I love his comment after all this uh uh, all this all after the fact, he says, well, we need to probably educate our electors a little better. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just you know what? Like, that was your job before the vote. Yeah. Be- you can't talk about how you got to educate the electors after the vote. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. ridiculous. That's like something they do over in Russia or down in Venezuela or something, yeah. you know. So you, you've got to wonder. You know, I say this, either you make every conference, and, and only the conference can decide on this. You may either make every conference have a championship game. Or you just eliminate the game. This is never going to happen. What I'm talking about is never going to happen one way or the other. You're you know? right. Because, you know, we have no power. We're just sitting up here at WOW enjoying ourselves <laughs> talking. But uh, I think I'll have another margarita. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, the uh, you know, either you, you, you make everybody have a conference championship game or you don't penalize a team that didn't that, have. That doesn't, that doesn't have, that, do, that does have a conference championship game or, or it, it, it is not in it or is beat in it. You know, look, like, Missouri got Missouri got penalized for having to go to a BCS to a championship game. Yeah. Georgia got penalized for not even having one. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. So it's a, if it's not, I'm kind of like Coach Rick on this. You know, it's, it's not lit, lit, written in the rule book. So why why making an issue like the media did building up to this football game? Because I mean, they don't like us as much as they like lobbying Les Miles. It, exactly, exactly. Les Miles talking about we're the best team in regulation. What is that? I mean, you still lose the football game. You got beat game. by Kentucky. We throttled Kentucky. You know, it, what else you want to know? Exactly. I mean, I, I that you know, it, and it was funny to watch all the commentators on TV buy into what he was saying. Oh, they gosh. all start repeating it. You know what? We all know what the rules are at the end of regulation. You know, well, guess what? If you didn't win regulation, I mean, if you didn't lose regulation, you didn't win it. Exactly. You know? so, <laughs> That's exactly right. So I, I don't know, and and you know the rules going into the overtime, two overtimes, you 
start after that, you start going for two points, and whoever ends up outlasting the other ends up winning the ball game. That crap about not winning one in regulation is 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 absolute farce. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So, I, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, and, and, and but you know, Les Miles is a good lobbyer, and Mark is. Rick is a nice guy, and he doesn't you know he doesn't necessarily get out there and go on all the talk shows and but fight Mark, for his position. But Mark Rick wasn't having the same exposure to the talk That's shows right. that, that, uh, it, that yeah. uh, because of the one time I did see him on TV, he did lobby hard for for Georgia, and and that was that was good for Coach Rick. But he wasn't giving because he wasn't he wasn't flirting with the idea of going to another school. He exactly. wasn't flirting with going Herb to Street set miles up. Yeah, he wasn't going to he wasn't flirting with the idea of going to his alma mater down in Miami or his old school Florida State. Thank God. You know he was he was just being Coach Rick, uh, just you know uh, a level headed great guy that uh, that I'm glad to have as our head football coach here. Uh, and Les Miles is, is out there just, you know, Kurt Herf, working it. Yeah, working it, you know, lobbying and everything and getting all the media exposure. And then, you know, uh, I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel, I'm really disappointed in the arbitrary nature of it. You know, I feel like there was a, uh, you know, the media was pushing for this Ohio State LSU thing from like seven, eight weeks ago. Right. You know? Right. And right. it doesn't matter that Ohio State hasn't played anybody. It doesn't matter that LSU, you know, lost to teams that we beat. You know, their it's last what regular they season wanted. game. They, LSU lost their last regular season football game. Exactly. You know? They've lost twice since we lost. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't matter either because what they want is LSU Ohio State. But the one that really, the really, it, it okay, I, I can, I, but Derek, I'll be honest with you, I can accept the fact Ohio State and LSU are playing the national championship game. That really doesn't bother me as much as, even though I can sit here and defend it one way, I can defend it both ways, to be honest with you, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement, even though I can argue it either way, I'm in agreement if you don't win your conference, you don't deserve playing the national championship. All right, I'll say that. I even though that. for the exactly. first five minutes of the show, I'll argue the opposite <laughs> way know, right but there. I'm with you on but, that, though. But... The BCS had an opportunity to make these bowls very attractive by putting what so-called the media, so-called ESPN and Fox Sports are calling the hottest teams in college football right now, Georgia, USC. They had an opportunity to do that with the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl had the first pick of the uh, of the. They knew they had USC. They had the first picks of the uh, at-large uh, uh, folks that were available, and they chose to go with a. 13th ranked Illinois team, a 9 and 3 Illinois team, so they could keep their tradition. You know, that's that's where I find a, a real problem in the system right there. You got a chance to put probably two of the best playing teams in a bowl game against each other to fight it out, and you pass on it. You know. And, well, there's something else we got to talk about. You know, I don't I don't know if you know this or not, but Hawaii played the single weakest schedule of any Division One team in America. Right. 119 of 119. Right. They squeaked out a win at Washington, and I mean squeaked out a win at Nevada. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what our defense is going to do to stop this, you know, super potent offense that has played the single weakest schedule in America. Well, you know, I I, I understand that, and, I, and I, I see the stats, and I see how bad the teams were that they actually played. They played Northern they, Colorado, yeah, La Tech, right, UNLV, mm-hmm. Charleston Southern. Wow, I don't even know they had a football team. Idaho, mm-hmm. Utah State. This is amassing their undefeated. Right. We should have a shot at the national championship record. Right. Idaho, Utah State, San Jose State, New Mexico State, Fresno State. 
Nevada mm-hmm. had to win on a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. Boise State and Washington. Yeah, well, there's no question their 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 schedule was weak, but I tell you what, it's always like uh like Coach Martinez used to tell me, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. And when you watch these guys on film, and when you watch these guys play on TV, you can tell that that quarterback, number 15, Colt Brennan, has got some ability. He knows and, what he's doing. And you can tell that he's got four receivers that uh, that uh, you know were over a thousand yards apiece that can that can run and catch the football. So that's where they become very dangerous team to defend. Well, we're going to come back and talk a little more about Hawaii and what Coach Martinez is going to do on defense to pressure these guys. You're listening to the Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. We'll be right back after this. Corporation. All right, dog fans, we're back from the break. We are coming to you live from Athens at Five Points, and let's talk. We're still talking about these bowl games and this bowl selection process. You know, Bert, we were talking about how Hawaii has the single weakest schedule in all of Division One. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, I didn't know it either. I thought it was Kansas. But I want to talk a little more about the Bulldogs now mm-hmm. and, w- and what we've got to face because, you know, there's going to be a natural hangover or a natural letdown in going from thinking you got a chance to play for a national championship and now find out you got to play Hawaii, okay? Yeah. There's no two ways around it. Everybody knows that we're all disappointed about playing Hawaii. Sure. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk out there about boycotting the BCS, about trying to punish the Sugar Bowl by not going, and, you know, boycotting the BCS, boycotting the Sugar Bowl, boycotting the game. I got to tell you, I completely disagree with that. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. The dogs are our team. Right. And wherever they play, we're going to be there. Right. You know? Uh, The bottom line is, you know, the ESPN campaigning against Georgia, Herb Street, Lou Holtz, everybody was against Georgia immediately. They immediately went on the fact. Did that upset me? Of course that upset me. But, like you said earlier, let me tell you something. No team... In the history of sports, has ever won a championship in any sport in a year in which they lost to the Gamecocks? Well, yeah. I mean, after we lost to the Gamecocks, Mm -hmm. after we lost to Tennessee, Mm -hmm. after we danced on the V Mm -hmm. over a three-point victory from a field goal that we got in a drive where a kid fumbled the ball and recovered his own fumble. Mm -hmm. We're a fumble flip. Ball goes this way, ball bounces that way from losing to Vanderbilt. Right. And here we are, you know, being upset because we didn't get a chance to play for the national championship. Yeah. I'm I'm real happy just to be a part of the conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I totally agree, and that's why I wanted to try to separate myself as just a football fan and a Georgia fan. As a Georgia fan, I think you have to be very happy with what's, what's happened to this season and, and what's going on. I think you have to be happy for the program, the athletic department, you know, the university, because, you know, they're playing in a BCS Bowl, you know, and if, you, and if you, you know, your goals you set out for at the beginning of the year is trying to win an SEC championship, trying to win a national championship, try to play in a BCS, you know, and and uh, they didn't achieve two of those, but they achieved a BCS, and and really that's your big payday right there, playing in the BCS Bowl. So there's um, no, there's like I said, there's no such thing as a bad season that you, ends up playing in the stinking Sugar Bowl for seventeen no, million dollars. No, you're exactly right, and uh, and it just goes. But I tell you what, it just goes to show you 
uh, what Coach Rick has done for this program and his coaching staff have done for this program and bring them to this point where, uh, you know, I've been on teams where we played in the Music City Bowl <laughs> and we played in the Peach Bowl. And, you we're, know? and we're damn glad to get there. And, and, you know, and so when we start talking about, we start, you know, start whining and crying about what BCS game we're playing in, I think that, that really shows you where your program has, has come, you know, and, uh, and so people should be happy on that part of it. And, and I'm happy for Georgia. I'm glad that they are playing in the BCS. I'm glad they're playing in the Sugar Bowl because the Sugar Bowl's got a lot of tradition around here. And, uh, and it always will uh, for all the great games that Georgia's been able to play there. Uh, it, it still doesn't change the fact that, uh, you know, I, don't, I think the system, the college football system as a whole, has uh, major flaws in it. And uh, and it's something there. I don't believe this. I don't believe this crap. Terrence Moore writes in Atlanta Journal about well, your season is your playoff. Well, no, it's not. It's not your playoff because if it was your playoff, and 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 you know and uh, and and they didn't discredit you for having a championship game or discredit you. Uh, 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 for playing Sisters of the Poor, the YMCA freaking <laughs> right. flag football team, you know, like some of these guys are playing, uh, you know, it, it it would it would be a good system. But you know, I don't I don't necessarily believe in the playoff system. I think they've got to come up with a better one, though. They've got to come up where either everybody's doing the same thing, either everybody's playing everybody in the conference and having a championship game, or they're not. You know, right. one of the two, and um. And there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a way where you, you you judge. There has to be. You have to build in your 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 strength of schedule. Uh, you know, you have to judge. I mean, you can't sit here. There's Kansas played the 109th worst. You talk about Hawaii played the 119th. Kansas played the 109th worst schedule in the country, and they're playing in the Orange Bowl. I know. So so if there's, not, if there's not going to be any, if there's not going to be any kind of uh, backlash for playing a terrible schedule, if you're just going to be able to cruise to the BCS. Well, I say we schedule Athens Christian Academy over here, and right. then we schedule Clark Central, and then you know put those as our non-conference. We'll games. play West Georgia. Oh yeah, we'll play Georgia Kennesaw Southern. State, yeah, Georgia. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll get the new Georgia State team that's coming on board. Absolutely, you know? man. I mean, if if they're not going to penalize you for playing out of conference, because when you play teams like Hawaii, you play teams like Troy, you have everything to lose and nothing to gain that's by right. doing it. So, and uh, and you know, uh, so I I just. I just really feel like I'm I'm happy, but don't get me wrong. I ordered my ticket Sugar Bowl. I'm happy. I'm happy George going to the Sugar Bowl. And, that, and yeah, that's that's what that's, that's kind of what I, that's what I'm trying to address. I mean, you know, I'm I'm as unhappy about the system because mm-hmm. it's not a system. It's completely arbitrary, driven by people who make it what they want it right. to be. But if we wanted to play for a national championship. We got to beat Steve Spurrier. Oh yeah, I we got to not come out dead yeah. against Tennessee. We got to not ignore mm-hmm. offensive line for three years in a row. Right. You know, right. I mean, we were getting the best, most expensive consolation prize in football history. Right. We're going to play for seventeen million dollars right. in a year that we didn't even get off the bus against Tennessee exactly and right. lost to the Shamecocks. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Hey, it's like it's like you know, as much as we talk bad about Ohio State, I do respect the coach Jim Tressel that they have, and it's like I. I saw him in an interview. I think he's an outstanding football coach. I was like, but it's like I saw him in an interview the other night. He said, you know, the best way to get to the BCS championship, win all your games. That's right. You win all your games. And That's it's right. pretty simple. Now, to be fair, though, Tubby Tuberville, uh, Tommy Tuberville's tried that, and that didn't work that either didn't work a couple years him. back. You're exactly right. But uh, like they said in the AJC today, you know, it's time we put a blackout on doggone whining. You know yeah, what I mean? You're right. We need to quit whining about us not winning the national championship because we didn't do – 
like I said, you got to separate the fact that I'm mad about the system mm-hmm. and the fact that I'm upset about us not playing for national championship. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to play for national championship? You need to beat South Carolina yeah, in you Athens. Beat, you beat South. Yeah, you're exactly right, and no question about that. But we're going to come back after this break. We got a break coming up here. We got a break coming up, Bert. We're going to talk about this blackout that Coach Rick's called for. Mm-hmm. And, I told y'all uh, it was coming last week. I know you did, and I, I got to tell you, I wasn't for it this week. And even though I love Coach Rick, I'm still not for the blackout. Mm-hmm. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you why right. I'm not for it. Mm-hmm. But um, we've got a we got a few more minutes left in the show, guys. We appreciate you listening. I'm sorry you can't call in, but remember, you can download this show. You can tell your friends about it. We're at dogcast.com. That's D-A-W-G. CAST.com, or just go to iTunes and search Georgia Bulldogs. We're the number one hit you're going to get. So check us out on the web. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. We'll be right back after this break. We've got a few more minutes to go. You are listening to Dog Dial live from Athens on the Alexander Stevens Network, and we appreciate it, guys. Bert, we'll be right back after the break. All right, Sounds you must still be here. I'll be here. All right, man. We'll be right back, Dog fans. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Go, Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, Bert, get your headset on, man. We're doing a radio show here. Oh, my fault. My fault. Hey, let's talk a little bit about this blackout. Old. Let's talk a little bit about this blackout. I, just need, I need to start calling I mean, you yeah, Old Bert. I mean, yeah. I need to start calling me old bird. Calling me old dog all night tonight. <laughs> so we, we are missing old dog. So I we, are we are, you know, old dog's here in spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would be. He, I tell you what, because we did the little oh, podcast. He'd be, he'd for be the beside thing. himself right now. He, he is. And here's one thing we talked about. I'm really, you know, there's nobody that supports Coach Rick. I think more than me. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I mean, I'm always in his corner. I never think he makes a bad decision because right. I'm always giving him the benefit of the doubt. But I think he's called for this blackout for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to make his seniors feel a little better. I think yeah. he's trying to make the whole team feel better coming off this hangover of not being invited to the National Championship and having to play Hawaii. Right. Having said all that, though, I totally disagree with calling for the blackout, even though you said he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree, and I'll tell you for two reasons. Mm-hmm. I think he devalues the blackout by calling for it twice in one season. Mm-hmm. I consider the blackout to be our nuke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our special secret weapon that we use. It worked one time, and it was great. Right. When you call for it more than once a season, right. it becomes it's in danger of just becoming a dang uniform option. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we need to save it for something really special. Right. It, I say it's a once every other year, once every third year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then on to piggyback on that same concept, calling for it against Hawaii, you know, ascribes a kind of importance to Hawaii that Hawaii hasn't earned. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we should be able to come out and play our base game, right. our good, solid red jersey game mm-hmm. and beat Hawaii. We don't need a Herculean effort, a special super nuclear effort mm-hmm. to beat Hawaii. Right. I don't think. Well, and no, I don't. I, I, I disagree. Agree. I just, I just, I'm just, I'm really disappointed, Coach Rick, for calling for the blackout. I agree with everything that you're saying. 
but I'm going to tell you why he called for the blackout. I'm just going well, to – Great. Give, my, me that, give me that insider it's, player it's perspective. Just, it's just my opinion. Former but, captain. But as, as, we, as, as serious as we take this game, and as serious as – as bad as we want to see, you know, any kind of advantage, future advantage we can have over teams, you know, besides Hawaii, your Floridas, your Tennessees, all that stuff, as bad as we want to see all that happen, the bowl game is a treat for the players. And it's an opportunity for them to go to a, a place they, a lot of them never been before, get all kinds of nice little trinkets, gadgets, iPods, stereos, jumpsuits, all this other stuff. Right. And you know what? They try to make practice enjoyable. You sure. know, it's one of those times where all the young guys, even though we got the young teams, so I don't know who's <laughs> going to be scrimmaging. Everybody on our it's team one of those times. It's, a, it's extra practices for the coaches to evaluate players. All right. So they want to make it. And, and you know they have they have they let them stay out at night. You know of course they have curfews, but they don't start implementing those curfews till late and, and you know when it gets a little closer to the game time. So basically, I can guarantee you where this this blackout has come from is the excitement that that it brought the first time. They're you know obviously wanting to repeat that. They're wanting the players to have that kind of feel again. It won't be the same, obviously, but they want them to have that kind of feel again. And so I guarantee you it was voted on probably by the team captains or the seniors of the team or whoever. But I guarantee you it was a team, a collective team group that wanted the black jerseys, you know. And, and as bad as, you know, and I agree with you, we need to save them. We don't need to do it. I can remember when we wore black pants in the uh, in the Outback Bowl back in 97. And then we which, tried to wear them which again. I hated, by the way. Yeah, then we tried to wear them again against Florida uh, in 98 and we got killed. Right. And I can remember when we wore white pants. Uh, against LSU, and we won that ball game at home. Then we went up to Tennessee and tried to wear all white at Tennessee, and we got throttled, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, uh, there and over the years there's been some change in the uniform, and sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. But I can guarantee you, you know, Coach Rick has been trying to come up with different gimmicks all year long, especially, you know, when he's just kind of let his hair down and say, you know what, i got to make this fun for the kids. You know, let's find out what's going to make them click. And I and I just see that's where the black jerseys are coming in, you know. I'm not a huge fan of them myself, be honest with you, but I just I just feel like he's letting the team decide on it and he's letting them have their, some fun with it. Well, I got to tell you, uh, I I totally agree with you on that's why he did it. I know that the seniors voted on it and they wanted it done. I'll tell you this, I got three boys of my own, three boys, and you know. I, as a parent, have to control them and discipline them. They don't get everything they want. If they got everything they wanted, they'd eat candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You right, know what I mean? Right. I think Coach Rick's got to be, there's a time for when you got to let the kids have fun and you got to let them vote and be in control of their own destiny. And there's a time when you got to look at the larger program mm-hmm. and the good of the larger issue here. Mm-hmm. You know, and just because they wanted it, I think it was a good time for Coach Rick to step in and right. say, you know what? I'm the boss here. I know you guys want it. Mm-hmm. I know y'all would probably go 50-50 if I'd let you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to let you do it because right. it devalues the thing. Mm-hmm. And you said it. Inadvertently, you called it a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And see, the white jerseys, I mean the white pants, the black pants, those they became a gimmick. Because you tried it too often, you went to the well too often. Mm-hmm. It lost its importance or its specialness. Oh yeah, I mean, and I don't want the black jerseys to fall into the category of the black pants as a quote unquote something that people remember as a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, and you might be right, but you know what? I can probably almost guarantee you Coach Rick isn't looking into it that deeply. I know. <laughs> I know. We're on the outside that's looking why, in. Exactly. We're, I mean, we're that's, why I'm a, that's why I'm a world-famous radio host, you know, that's because right. I'm cutting right into the that's meat right. of the that's psychology, right. you know? That's right. That's right. We're that's, on the outside looking in. And that's why probably, we get paid the big bucks. That's right. Right, right here exactly on, the dog, right. on the dog dial. You're exactly right, and we're probably not. Uh, if, if we were in there, in 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 in, in every, everything that was going on, we probably wouldn't think like that either. But we're on the outside looking in, so we can speculate. Right? Uh, I guess I'm a little sour grapes because Coach Rick didn't call me this week to see what I thought about he him calling the blackout. I don't doubt it. He and you said you permission. thought I was probably right. I, I can assure you, I, I am. Right. You are right. I'm pretty you much right. always right. I don't question that at all. Ask my kids, you know. <laughs> so, uh, dog fans, we'll be right back. We're gonna take a short little break, and uh, we appreciate you. Let's we'll be back for our last segment right after. After this, stay tuned after these important messages. Wait, you're right. I know I'm right. I'm no, always right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's our music right there. I always play my favorite song in the last segment because I know the last segment is here. Yeah. Dog fans, we're back from the break. This is the last segment of Dog Dial. We appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys got a little bit out of our dialogue about these bowl games and uh, you know, I mean, the bottom line is we don't respect the Big Ten. Uh, Missouri got hosed. Kansas got a break. We're in a lose-lose proposition playing Hawaii. But we're going to support the dogs in the Sugar Bowl either way it goes. And uh, I hope LSU and uh, I hope LSU wins. And, um, you know, I don't really care who wins the Florida-Michigan game because I wouldn't pull for Florida if they were playing the Taliban. Oh, I, I do. I'm, I'm I'm different with you. I hope I hope the Big Ten teams lose on an average of four touchdowns apiece. Well, you know? I want Michigan and Florida to lose. How can Dude. I order that up? Well, I mean, you can just take less miles philosophy. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if they if it goes to overtime, you oh. don't really have to count it as a loss. <laughs> yeah, nobody or loses win. <laughs> because nobody won in regulation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I tell you what. Well, I, I, you know, I. I BCS had a good opportunity to have some great bowl games. You know, I think they're just going to be average at best. You know, I'm always, I'm always love the bowl season. It's always fun to watch. I don't care if it's the December 24th humanitarian bowl. Oh my bad, that's text playing in that one on the 27th. <laughs> but uh, oh, that reminds but, me, is it last segment? Hey, guys are guys Breaking have been listening news. to us for the whole hour. Breaking We've got news. something special for you that you haven't heard anywhere else. Yeah, breaking news. Uh, tech is uh, in negotiation. I think they've already made a deal with uh, 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 the Navy uh, head coach, Paul Johnson. So it looks like as of tomorrow morning, uh, Paul Johnson will be named as Georgia Tech's new head coach. How about that, dog? Is that value or what? You listen to the dog dial. You make an appointment Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. You check us out. We tell you something you can't hear anywhere else. Yeah. Paul Johnson from Navy going to be the head coach at Georgia Tech. You know, and I, I was really, you know, I like as I was telling you earlier, my, my father-in-law, he's he's a big Tech fan, and, and uh, my wife and I were talking about it on the way up here tonight. Uh, Tech had a great opportunity to go out and get somebody, you know, and I'm not saying Paul Johnson is a great coach, don't get me wrong, but he, he's not going to bring anything exciting to their program. They had a great opportunity to go out and get a Will Muschamp or a Chris Hatcher from Georgia Southern, somebody that would have brought something to the table. Youth other, and vital, new yeah, ideas exactly, and kind of vitality. Exactly. And, and and they go and and get that guy and and I guess if you're a George fan, you got I don't know if you can be happy because Paul Johnson has been a winner everywhere he's gone, but I just don't see that that option game working in the ACC and playing against SEC schools. I don't see it being real successful. 
could be wrong, but I don't think I don't think I will be. To me, so. it looks like it's a classic. Uh, it's a classic Georgia Tech move, you know. It um, is. It is. Short of hiring Reggie Ball, I would have expected. That's that's what I expected out of him. Yeah. To hire the wrong guy, you know. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree <laughs> the guy with you. That totally. we would disagree with. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to be back next Tuesday. It'll be our last show of this calendar year. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday night from eight to nine, and Bert will be breaking down more of that Hawaii game. I think we'll bring a little bit of perspective from the player perspective, and uh, yeah, we're still a little bitter about the whole BCS. We're a little thing, bitter so about we, the BCS. We, we apologize. Thing. We apologize for for any kind of negative vibe we were giving off tonight. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. We're, we're hey, Georgia fans, we're happy. We are happy about playing in the Sugar Bowl and uh, being ha- having an opportunity to finish in the top three. You know, if we win this game, we finish in the top three and have a big springboard to next season. You know, well, like I started the show off with. We need to be thankful that we have the opportunity to be disappointed that we're not in the national championship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, really, that's what it boils down to for me. You're so, exactly right. You know, I'm, and I'm just glad to be a part of the conversation. It really, it really was a good thing for us just to be a part of it. You know. Well, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. It, like I said, I, I can remember when we were debating on whether or not we were going to Music City. Peach Bowl or, or wherever. The only thing I wish, the only thing, the only thing that could make this Sugar Bowl probably a little bit better if they would just change the venues. I I, I love for the Sugar Bowl to be held in Honolulu. Oh my I, goodness, I, I'd man! Fly out there on a You're heartbeat. talking like a crazy person. In, fa- in now. fact, I'd go out there right now and start preparing <laughs> for the game. You know, you, you do what it takes to, to support the team, <laughs> oh, right? You know, I would, I would. All right, dog fans, that's going to wrap up this show. Dog Dial is presented by Y'all Magazine on the Alexander Stevens Network and is a production of Colonel Raw Media, LLC, copyright 2007. Transmission or duplication without the express written permission of Colonel Raw Media, LLC, is prohibited. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of the University of Georgia, the Alexander Stevens Network, its advertisers, affiliates, or Colonel Raw Media. The executive producer of Dog Dial is the vivacious John Rawl. Production assistant is Keith Sisson. Network engineer is Andy Young. Account executive Meredith Rawl. Special analysis by Burt Jones. Burt, we always thank you being on the show, man. You make it a pleasure. I'm Derek Leonard thanking you for listening. We'll be back live next Tuesday night at 8 o'clock for your next installment of Dog Dial where we'll be breaking down everything you need to know about the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. So you've been listening to the Dog Dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. Remember, you can download our show at dogcast.com or just search Georgia Bulldogs on iTunes. Go to dogcast.com, download the show, tell your friends. Thanks for listening, dog fans. We'll be back next Tuesday night with another example of the dog dial on the Alexander Stevens Network. Thanks for listening, dog fans.